following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. On this week's episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats, EZD and the Statman go head-to-head on the AFC West, one of the most hotly contested divisions in football. You're locked into Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast with your hosts, EZD, Derek Jaws, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaterski, Bold Claim, Ben Yelich, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Statman. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is part of the BICBP radio network. Check us out online, www.bicbp-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast. I am EZD. Joining me today is the stat man, Austin Kelm. Austin, what's up, buddy? Dude, good morning, buddy. What is going on? Oh, we are talking football. We are talking our last division preview before, guess what? It's week one next week, man. Dude, next, so excited. The next so excited. we are talking football, we are talking Bill's season opener on Thursday Night Football against the Rams. I, I'm shaking. I don't know if it's the coffee I had this morning or just my internal excitement, but it's well, it's going on right now. At least you made the proper choice of having a cup of coffee this morning. I've been trying to wean off the caffeine because I was on like three cups of coffee and two energy drinks for a day, and uh, <laughs> I decided that was probably not the healthiest move on the planet. So I decided it was time to start, you know, weaning off and being better about that. And I forgot to have any yesterday, so I had a splitting headache by the time the night was over. It was awesome. Don't recommend it. No bueno. No, thank so you. So dumb. Uh, but we are talking the AFC West, and we I saved the AFC West. I found last year we did the same thing because this the two Western divisions are easily the two most interesting divisions in football. I think they're the, the toughest to predict. Also, I think that it's just a tough one to it could if you gave me almost I mean, short, I know we already talked about it, but like if you told me the Seahawks were finishing it first, okay, that would flabbergast me. Right. But any other of the teams putting together a shot and, and, and winning the division, I would be like, okay. And the AFC West is same exact thing. If Absolutely. you told me any one of these teams finished in first place, I'd be like, well, yeah, all right. Yeah, I can see that. I, I get it. Yeah, no, totally makes sense. Uh, so we're going to start off here with the new look Denver Broncos. Uh, big time addition in Russell Wilson traded from the Seahawks. Uh, they also added, added DJ Jones, Randy Gregory, Kawan Williams, and Alex Singleton. They re-signed Calvin Anderson, Deshaun Williams, and Josie Jewell. They lost Teddy Bridgewater. Aw, nerds. I like Teddy. Right. Don't get me wrong. Like, but the dude has just had a rough go. He can't stay healthy ever since he shattered his femur. Listen, Den- Denver's trying to catch lightning in a bottle here. And it worked with Peyton Manning. They're trying to get it to roll one more time with Russell Wilson. And while I don't think anybody on planet Earth is like, yeah, Russ and Peyton Manning, same guy. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't think anybody's saying that. I also, I mean, I would find it hard to argue that like 31-year-old Russell Wilson isn't at least talent-wise as good as 35-year-old post-neck surgery. Peyton, do you know what I mean? Right. Like, no one's arguing they're the same player. And if I had to take somebody in their prime, I'm taking Peyton all the times you offer it to me. But I mean, really, Peyton had had two good seasons there. He he threw the one year he threw 55 touchdown passes. He broke all those records, but then lost to Baltimore on in a you know 38-35 shootout game <laughs> where he threw five touchdown passes and lost a game. Right. Uh and then the next year they won the Super Bowl. But the like that was like that was it. Well, I don't I mean, you know what I mean? Like he but, was a couple I, of good I, years, and then the last year was awful. Well, that, that last year was the year he won the Super Bowl. He retired out coming off the Super Bowl. Right. So, like, so maybe, so maybe there, there, there might have been another year there. There might have been two good years, and then that third year. because Oh, I'm sorry. The one year he did go to the Super Bowl, they lost to Seattle. Right. And that blowout game where Seattle beat him like 50 to 10. Like, I stopped watching at halftime because it was so out of hand. Yeah. Not uh, how I thought that was going to go. Yeah, and then the year that they won it, they basically said, like, we're going to put the best defense we possibly can out there, a solid running game. And Peyton can just make the throws he absolutely needs to. Peyton had like half an arm. He was throwing the ball like 31 miles an hour and apparently was still better than Brock Osweiler. (laughs) (laughs) This is is unbelievable, but here we are. How Uh, bad. That guy got $17 million a season and everybody was like, "Uh, this might have been a mistake. We don't know what happened here. Right. And uh, Brock, listen, I mean, he, he had your prototypical like 
the guy that you want. Six, eight cannon for an arm. Right. Just couldn't right. figure it out. Honestly, he's he's Josh Allen having not put it together. Right. Like Josh put it together. Josh figured it out. Brock Osweiler never did. All the same attributes. Yeah. I, and couldn't, I couldn't even, figure it out. Like aside from possibly his mobility, but it's still, I mean, sure you, sure. you saw this dude come out and you were like, oh, damn. And then, oh, damn. Nothing. Nothing. But uh, really, I mean, so I, I'm a fan of Russ. I, I like Russ. I, I, we, we're in a, a dynasty keeper league together. I kept Russell Wilson. Um, I'll tell you what, he, Russ always does better. And I mean, when, when I mean, look at his best years in Seattle, he had the Legion of Boom defense and he had Marshawn Lynch. Like when you have to worry about the running game, he can pick you apart and then they play really good defense. Well, guess what? This, De- this Denver defense doesn't suck and they have a solid running game. Oh, they also have two pretty good receivers. I mean, you, I think you would argue his weapons, if nothing else, are a wash that Lockett and Metcalf and Sutton and Judy are, are basically you could if you told me you liked either one of them or whatever, I think that it's pretty much a wash. I think it's argumentative that one group is better than the other group. I think the running game is way better. I think oh, Javante yeah. Williams and Melvin Gordon are better than Rashad Penny and Walker. I mean, not since Marshawn Lynch is he had this kind of running game. Correct. And I think Denver's offensive line is better than any line Seattle has ever trotted out there in his entire career in Seattle. It always blew my mind how often the now don't get me wrong, defense won the Super Bowl. Legion of Boom, all that other good stuff. But how often he was like running for his life behind the worst ranked offensive line, and the first round would come around and some guy would fall in their lap and they would go, no, corner. I okay. I, I hope that works out. <laughs> Russ is in his house in his living room going, dude, what the shit? Can I yeah. get a tackle to save my life for anybody? Yeah, he's, anybody. He's getting texts from uh he's getting texts from Aaron Rodgers going, I get it, man. Uh, you're right, dude. I get it. <laughs> Bro, I feel you. I get it. Understood. But I, I, I like Russ. I think he's going to be very successful there. Um, he also, that being said, might finish in last place in the division. I don't know who is going to finish in what place. Yeah. And the, the offseason arms race that was the AFC oh West God. was in, it was must see TV that every hour Bleacher Reports blowing up my phone going, this guy got signed. That guy got signed. Like, holy shit, their division spent $500 million on free agents. It was crazy. Yeah. And it was nuts. And basically, this this entire division built themselves to beat each other because basically, easiest way, easiest road to the playoffs, win your division. Well, guess yep. what? When you're in a division with uh, Kansas City, guess what? Oh, and by the way, the Chargers haven't sucked the last couple of years. They've just, they've just been just short of putting it together at the end of the season. Um, I mean, looking at this though, like looking that game should have been in a tie. That upsets me. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that game no should kidding. have been in a tie. That would have been what the an, coolest thing ever. What an idiot! I oh, know. God. Like, oh, you know what? Like, oh, we're we're good. We're gonna we're gonna run it out, and then you do something stupid. Well, all right, I'm gonna go win me a football game now. I guess, idiot. All all you gotta do is take a knee. I like I don't <laughs> like take take a knee. You're in the playoffs. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Who else is in it with you? Take a knee. You're in the playoffs. And now nah, we're going for a win. You're an idiot. And the best part was take a knee. You're going to the playoffs and you can settle this game in the playoffs because you're going to play each other the way, the way it would have seeded out. They would have played each other in the first round and we'd have gotten a slobber knocker of, a, okay, let's settle it when it matters. Instead, you're an idiot. <laughs> what? But ah, oh, man, whatever. The, I, the, the end of last season, I, I'm still wrapping my head around it. <laughs> I know. I know. So nuts. I can't believe that. Oh, man. But I, like top to bottom, this Denver team is solid. And the addition of Russ, the 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 person I feel the worst for is Noah Fant. You're right, that he went the other way. That he was like all these rumors about Russell Wilson. Hell yeah, finally get a quarterback. Oh, I'm going the other way. I got Geno Smith. Damn it, I'm I'm going with Drew Locke in this trade, and Drew Locke's not going to be the starter because right beat, he was, because he got wasn't beat by Geno Smith. Yep. Oof. Who? I mean, that whole draft. I mean, EJ Manuel, Geno. That's. I don't know what Buffalo thought or saw there. Or honest, or the Jets, for that matter. Although the Jets went into the second round to take Geno, we spent pick number seventeen or whatever on EJ. Yeah, in a year that, that the consensus was, hey, there are no franchise quarterbacks in this year's draft. Buffalo went, hell yeah, this year's our year. Uh, I think you no. should rethink that. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you did that right. Put put your hand out, slap it, <laughs> stop it, don't do that again. Yeah, I mean, and so looking through Dallas's defense, like I said, I mean they. 
Are they Denver. in the Legion of Boom? No, but they're solid. They're a good, good team. Oh, listen, J- Justin Simmons is one of the best safeties in football. Some would argue the best safety in football. People, and I think that fans in Denver certainly think so. Yep. Patrick Sertain looks nothing short of a stud at corner. Ronald I mean, Darby Br- has had a resurgence since leaving Buffalo. I mean, yep. Kareem Jackson's secondary is good. Uh, linebacker would have been a weakness for them. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how, whether it be Singleton, whoever, whoever starts next to Josie Jewell, it'll be, that yeah. might be the weakness. But I think the defensive line is good. Right, right now, they have it listed as Jonas Griffith. But, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see how that goes. Bradley Chubb doesn't suck. This is well, he, and, he, and, he, and he was injured last year, too. So, I mean, that was, they were like, he was hurt. We just traded Vaughn. Like, all right, let's move on. <laughs> we're chalking the season up for a, a no, no bueno. Yeah. And so, I mean, the big arms race move there was obviously getting the most important position in football, not just solidified, but heavily upgraded. Right. Um, then you take a, so now we're going to go Kansas city. So Kansas city last year kind of had that, that lateral step. They didn't get any better, but it, when you're near the top, if you don't get better, you got worse. Right. And, or, or if you allow the teams around you to get better and you don't get better. And, right. And like, so de facto they, get worse. They chose to, you know, go and get better this year. Uh, they picked up Juju Smith Schuster, Marquez Valdez Scantling, uh, Austin Ryder, Justin Reed, Dion Bush, Garan, Garan Christian. Sure. Uh, He's an offensive tackle from the Texans. Can't be that good because he came from the Texans. I digress. Uh, Jermaine Carter and Corey Coleman. They re-signed Chad Henney. Thank God. Uh, Michael Burton, the fullback. Not to be confused with Michael Bolton, the singer or the guy from Office Space. Uh, <laughs> there was nothing wrong with the name. Until I was about 11 and that no talent ass cloud became famous instead of winning Grammys. Andrew Wiley, Derek Nottie, and Blake Bell all resigned. They lost Mike Hughes to the Lions, Jerron Reed to the Packers, Demarcus Robinson to the Raiders, Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins, which, I mean, that's the biggest loss right there. That's probably that, the, that, that's the, prim- the, the primary talking point right there is Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Losing uh, Tyreek Hill is tough. I mean, they when your quarterback's making $50 million a season, yeah, it's really tough to pay everybody. And really, I don't know, Tyreek Kill could have gone with a, a couple-of-year contract, and then when the salary cap goes up in a couple of years, maybe they could have readdressed it. Um, he chose to not do that. Um, you know, he also could have just said, hey, listen, like, we'll, we'll play out this year, we'll play out this contract. Like, you know, maybe it's not do, like, like Poyer was kind of getting, like, one-year extensions, like, at a time. You know what I mean? He was just chipping away at this. Yeah. They, they had the option to franchise tag him, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what how the negotiations fell apart there, but I'm not thrilled to have Tyreek Hill in my division. It's based on how well he's played against us, but I will also chalk an awful lot of it up to uh, Patty Mahomes there that he's the well, and we all know the engine know, that makes that go. Well, maybe, maybe we don't all know, but I mean, anybody who's not just a blind Dolphins fan knows. There are haters throws. gonna hate on Tua. Haters gonna hate. I'm, yeah, know. and potatoes gonna potate, and he's gonna throw some <laughs> potatoes my way. That's fine. Like, Every single time I see a video that they're like, "Oh, Tua launches ball to Hill for 51 yards," like it's underthrown every time. Now, in their defense, yes, it was a completion. Yes, he came back to the ball. Yes, he caught it, and I, they're probably fine with that. Hey, listen, if he's still catching 50 yard rips, fine. My thing is, if it's Herbert. Allen, Mahomes, literally anybody with an arm, yeah. anybody not Mac Jones or Tua, it's a touchdown, not a fifty-yard completion. Like, and that's the difference. That's right. really the main thing. Because at some point, like you're going to play good defenses, you're going to play solid opposition uh, where just, just under Tampa two balls. Just don't don't let them go deep. Whatever, yeah. keep them in front of you and let them think and dunk you. And, and fine, go ahead. Yeah, and, and really, it it might even be more of a press Tampa two because I'll take away the short stuff because I can recover and make the plays on the deep stuff. Cause you can't make that throw. Right. I mean, that that's the easiest answer, right? How is Tyreek going to kill you? And they've even said, we're going to yak the shit out of people. We are going to get the ball into our athletes hands and let them beat you. And if you do that, Tyreek Hill can beat you. He took a, a seven yard slant around right. the corner to 65 the house. yards, right he to the house. Saw that by playing. Oh crap. We got to like, don't let them beat us deep. He beats you deep with a slant. Right. Okay. So now we can play up because Mahomes can beat us deep. Do it can't. Like and really and, and that's why I think that the Chiefs offense in general takes a step back this year. 
nothing nothing against Valdez Scantling. You think he's a, he's a speed demon. Uh, there are times he looked like he could have been a stud in Green Bay. But if Aaron Rodgers can't make you relevant, uh, nothing against Mahomes, but I, I don't think Mahomes makes you relevant. I don't care how often you feel like there were targets and opportunity for the taking in Green Bay. Yes. And they would have rather have traded for a 31-year-old Randall Cobb than let MVS attempt to have a role there. And they let him walk. And then they gave him $30 million. They gave him $10 million a season. Right. Which kind of floored me for somebody who's never had more than like 700 receiving yards in a season. Well, and then, you know, we got McCole Hardman, who, I mean, he's been fine as a role guy. He's he, has- he was supposed to be Tyreek Hill 2.0. And, just, right. and I think people were... I don't think people understand like how lightning in a bottle that is. Your five foot ten, like two hundred and four pound receivers don't ever wind up doing anything in the NFL. Right. Not that it never happens, but just statistically, that guy never winds up doing anything. The Every now and again, you get the Welker, the Edelman, the Tyreek Hill, but like and, it's three guys in the last twenty years. And and those guys aren't your like starting outside slot like or outside receivers either. Like right. those aren't your like. I mean, even last year, Tyreek Hill was not a, he was, yes, he was your number two. They used him more in the slot than anything else. And they usually lined him up either next to or equally adjacent from Travis Kelsey, who's still an X factor on this team. But without that, I would argue team, right now is, is the X factor, at least not non quarterback. He's the guy. It's yeah. And, be and that's the guy that you look at and you say, okay, this guy is going to come out and he like, he can make plays. But now when I like I can focus more on him because I'm not worried about giving up the ball to the other dude who can torch me no matter when he touches it. Right. Like, because I'm sorry, Juju, Hardman, and Scant uh, Valdez Scantling do not equal Tyreek Hill. They, I, I think don't. I think they'll be serviceable. I don't I mean sir, yeah. Patty Mahomes will, will feed somebody. I think they'll spread the ball around more. I think Sky Moore, their rookie, is gonna be fine. I think Hardman might like you. The problem with like in, from a fantasy perspective is I don't know other than Kelsey I don't know what receiver you take on that offense because I feel like a couple of them will be forgotten about yep. every game that it'll be impossible to get any sort of consistency out of any one of them because Hardman will have one of his games where he has three catches for 110 yards and two scores basically because he caught two deep balls and took them to the house right but then you'll have another game where Juju was literally open the entire time and he had 11 catches for 140 yards and a score right but then the next game will have nothing. Because yeah. Kelsey will have that game, or Sky Moore will have the. Like, I don't know how you pick anybody in that offense, and and that's the exact opposite of the issue, like with the Bills, that there's so much talent that you're like, okay, like someone's just not going to get the ball, right? Like, there's only so many targets and so many looks you can get in a game, right? So at that point, you're like, oh, okay, like, what does this team do against slot receivers? Okay, maybe I'll play Zay this week, like, <laughs> whatever, but. I mean, this is just hope and pray. It's I mean, that's mostly yeah. fantasy football. Just fingers crossed and I'm throwing a dart at a board here. Let's see if it sticks. Yeah. The uh, the big thing here is I I mean, first round pick on Trent McDuffie for a, as a corner. And I wanted McDuffie too. I now Elam has looked really good for Buffalo, but I was really hoping. I thought that in the draft process that McDuffie was the better player. And the Chiefs jumped in front of us and drafted the guy. Right. Which that means, I wanted, which, which means they believe it to be true too. Right. Pissed me off on draft day that we sat, we were complacent and we sat and we sat and we sat. And then we let our main AFC rival jump in front of us at a position of need that we absolutely. Now I would have like, and, and if you look, as soon as that happened, we basically jumped and said, took the night, like the, what was it? We, we jumped right, right away after that and took the next guy. Did, did we, I thought it was like, they were only a pick in front of us and like whoever was in, in between us, like the Raiders weren't taking a corner or something like that. Like we were 25 and they jumped to 23. So all we had to do is hope that nobody took a corner at 24. Yeah. W- whatever it was. I'm, I'm 99% sure that the bills would have moved as soon as like, they literally said, there's two of them. We're good with either. As soon as one moves, we got to we got to move for the other. And right, I believe that's what they did, and or or maybe we'll have a shot, yeah, at both of them, and we'll get able to choose from we'll, there. We'll we'll have a we'll have to have a hard conversation on which one we want more. But like, I I, I, was, I, really, I mean, well, I'm sure, and you you had probably heard some of this too, and we're getting a little off topic here because you know Bills football, um, that we had some sort of deal lined up with Dable to move up to like six or seven or yeah. five way because they had so many first round picks they, that we were going to move up to, to get a corner that we wanted. Stingley, who went to the Texans, or Sauce Gardner. Yes. And 
when both of them went like three, four, or like, like it was super early, both of them were gone. Yes. That that whole trade fell apart because we were like, okay, well, we're not giving you our first and and somebody like it was a whole thing. Like there were right. rumors that like Edmonds might have been a part of that. It was a whole thing. And then it all fell apart when both those guys went in the top five picks. Right. And I, I which is why I believe they like they were so they were sitting there, they knew like they they had a plan. And as soon as that plan got blown up, they said, Okay, here's plan B. And they sat there and went, Oh, we might have our shot at the next two guys, either one of the two next two guys we want. And then one moved and they said, Okay, it's time to go. Because I do right. believe we moved up at least a couple a couple picks. I thought there was there was, there was there was five five corners, and really after two of them went in the first five picks, I'm sure they were sitting there going, "Shit, <laughs> right? We, we thought these five were up. This some of these guys might go in the second round, and when two of them went in the top five, we we're like, uh, now we have to hope the next three don't go in the next twenty picks, right? Well, and, the and it came and it came close. We took the fifth guy. <laughs> that was the last one. Yeah. Well, and I mean, so that was basically replacing Chavarius Ward. Is really what that broke down to. I mean, there's defensively, I'm not overly impressed with them still. I mean, they 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 let Honey Badger go in free agency, which I think will it'd be tough. Um, he's routinely ranked as like one of the top safeties in football. I don't always see it. Like I, I you know what I mean? Like he's not he's not untalented. I don't think he's the best safety in football. I've like, but he re- repeatedly gets ranked that way, and I don't know he's why. True. He's a uh, like he's he's digs us to me. Like he he splashes, he makes big plays, but like sure, yep, I'm with also you. Don't Punch, punches the ball out. You also don't necessarily see the times he gets torched. Like you know, right? I don't think I don't think like, we game plan for him either. I don't no. think we look at their team going, oh my god, we have to throw away from Honeybed. No, I, I don't. I, do I don't all. believe that was that was true. Right. Um, you know, but, but, but Justin Reed Justin from from the Texans. Yep, he's fine. He was a good player in Texans. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what he does on a halfway decent defense because the Texans were terrible basically the entire time he was there. Yeah. Um, Nick Bolton looking to have a better year than last year. I mean... He was a rookie. I think he right. played just fine. I mean, the the Chiefs usually rotate their linebackers around. Nobody played a full-time role. Um, I think he played the most snaps of their linebackers. Right. Um, but they rotate everybody like a merry-go-round. Like kind of like Buffalo does with their defensive line. They right. just move them around, keep everybody fresh, and put you in a situation to be successful and go from there. Yeah. Uh Frank Clark and Carlos Dunlap. I mean, <laughs> suddenly we have two Seattle defensive ends rushing for the Chiefs. Well, you got Chris Jones there as well, too, right? So I mean their their D line's actually pretty good. They, yeah, their they D line's all like, around. I mean, Frank Clark and Carlos Dunlap have been doing it for a while. Uh you know, are they have they gotten to the point of losing a step? I don't know. Uh they also have George. Karloftis, first-round pick as uh, one of their defensive ends there as well. So uh, I'm assuming if you're taking a first-round pick on somebody who's going to rush the passer, he might be at least okay. Right. But, yeah, I this still feels almost like a lateral step because, yeah, you gained a lot. You you added pieces to the puzzle, but you lost a big one. And I don't think you replaced him because how can you, right? How right. Can you? I, I don't believe that Tyreek is a top-five receiver. I He's top-10. Surely, I think I think he's I think he's number one in speed, or to yes. your point, athletic ability. Yes. And when you have a quarterback who is a one A one B arm strength in the NFL, I that can do a, he he gets utilized. Well, again, we just talked about it with Tua. Hill got utilized in their offense in a way that no other offense could utilize him that way. A very that pad, right, right. That you can count him on one hand the amount of quarterbacks who go like you know. Listen, man, just run. And but Mahomes having like the athleticism to run around and scramble and avoid six guys and then just fling it across his body, like flick of his wrist, 60 yards downfield. And Hill, because I mean, asking any corner or group of guys to cover Hill for more than four seconds is almost impossible. It's just yeah. unfair that he just catches it and then takes it to the house. Right. Without that option there, Juju Smith Schuster's not outrunning anybody. Correct. Scanling is fast. I but to your point, he's not shifty. Straight line track speed. That's it. Like I, I I'm not worried that Scantling's gonna catch a slant, and make a whole bunch of people miss at right and take it to the house. If he's running in a straight line, maybe give him a cushion. But other than that, it's I'm not fearful of almost anybody on that offense. No. And and that's and that that is one hundred percent. You know, you've Travis Kelsey, the the security blanket. Like and because really he, that's what he, he might get two hundred targets this year. I don't know what the record is for single single season looks. <laughs> he legitimately might break that record though. 
yeah, I, I mean, this it, it's an interesting. Oh, it's just it it's interesting. It's going to be an interesting year to see where the Chiefs sort out because again, this entire division got better, including the Raiders brought over Brandon Bolden. Uh, signed for some, I don't know, some receiver named Devontae Adams. They're right. Trade traded for him. Chandler Jones to go with Max Crosby. I mean, their pass rush should be quite good. Brought over Demarcus Robinson, picked up Belial Nichols, Vernon Butler, uh, who actually I believe they cut Vernon Butler. Uh, but the, as you said, Chandler Jones, Rock Yasin to play, you know, to to because really, and one of their biggest issues has been their secondary, despite the fact that they blow first round picks on safeties and corners every year. I mean, basically like Abrams is Abrams. I was good. He missed that whole rookie year with that. I think he had a labrum tear. Yeah. There's some, but he's, he came back now. Then they, they spent, a, they had multiple first round picks, but it was the T- Telvin Morig from yeah. TCU. They drafted. I mean, and he was pretty good. I mean, he's a free safety, but yeah. he plays center field out there. Just rolling. I think linebacker might've been their, their weakest position last year. And they found Denzel Perryman out of obscurity who had, was a cast off from the chargers and was like borderline pro bowler. Like he had 140 tackles or something stupid. I was like, well, that came out of nowhere. I did not see right. that. And, that and now they brought over Jayon Brown too. Right. And then they brought over Anthony Everett from the Ravens who have a pretty solid, you know, pretty solid defense to boot. Uh, so they definitely bolstered up there. They re-signed Brandon Parker and Dallin Levitt. Uh, they lost Marcus Mariota to the Falcons, who might be their starter over there. I, I think he will be. I don't think there's any way. At least to start the season. Right. Like, guy, guy comes over. Hey, man, you uh, you planning on pushing Derek Carr for that job? No, nah, I'm a backup. That's the guy I want to be my next starter. Great job, Falcons. You fucking suck. I, I think that the, the QB class for 2023 is so unbelievable. Like, the exact opposite of this of year's this year, QB yeah. class. I think that Seattle and Atlanta are just fine getting their asses kicked for a full team. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, I think the Jets, in a lot of ways, are fine finishing in last place because they're they're the option to take your uh, franchise guy yeah. next year. I, you're you're going to see six or seven quarterbacks get drafted in the first, like, 50 picks. It's going to be nuts. Probably. Uh, they lost to Markel Lee to the Bills, Corey Littleton to the Panthers, Nicholas Morrow to the Bears, Yannick Ngakwe, they traded to the Colts. Uh, Brandon Face into the Colts, Zay Jones to the Jags, Alec Ingle to the Dolphins, Quentin Jefferson to the Seahawks, and Kaysan Nixon to the Packers. Uh, and as I look through here, currently, uh, they don't have any top-end picks near the top of their depth chart. So Top end, you mean like, like first-round picks? Like first-rounders, yeah. Oh. Like, um, Dylan, so their Dylan offensive Parham. line, they, they, had, they had bolstered their their offensive line with that like Leatherwood or something like that is like a guard tackle that he was a first round pick. Yeah. Left from uh, uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Josh Jacobs, I mean, kind of, but I mean, really, I, I think they're fine. I think yeah, Hunter I mean, they, Renfro they is one of the year. most under undervalued receivers in football. I think Darren Waller is still a potential pro bowl tight end. If he can Absolutely. stay healthy, their pass rush is going to be fine. Their linebackers are Bit questionable, but I mean, we'll see. Um, the secondary is fine, and really, and they had to deal with they were a playoff team last year, having to deal with all the John Gruden nonsense. Uh, so it, it would be like if the Jags were still a playoff team, despite having to deal with Urban Meyer, right? You know what I mean? Like the, the stuff that they dealt with, they've only got better. They've only added talent, and they have Josh McDaniels, right? I believe so. Yeah, is it I, right that he is now? One of the best yes. offensive minds in football. I don't know if he's like Shanahan offensive mind, but I think he's a very good, stable figure from the Belichick coaching tree that will get the most out of that offense. Well, right. And now, so you have Derek Carr, who, in my opinion, is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Uh, we talked about, it, talked about it when Big Diesel was on the show the one day when we actually. If he wasn't before, I bet you he is now. With Adams, I don't think that's a question. I think he 100% does that. Well, we we kind of broke it down and. um. We basically looked and said, he's like, he sits around like between seven and nine for both of us. And then you add Devontae Adams, who doesn't suck. Automatic upgrade over everybody you had. Hunter Renfro, like you said, one of the most probably. Hunter, Hunter Renfro was a pro bowler last year and he was their number one. Right. Now he's the number two. Because <laughs> you had Adams and now he's an all pro. Yeah. And they have him listed in the slot with Mac Hollins uh, coming over from Miami in free agency. 
Uh, they also have Keelan Cole, who has like a couple times when he was in New York, splashed as like a oh, maybe this guy can be something. I mean, they don't have a problem there. Josh jo- Josh Jacobs is just fine as a running back. He's still on his rookie deal for at least one more year. Uh, so he's not over that hump. They brought in Brandon Bolden from New England and they drafted Zamir White. So, I mean, as a fourth round running back, great value there. Perfect. I mean, out of Georgia, they, I mean, they all they do is produce running backs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that works out for the Bills. Alabama used to be. Right. So I think Georgia's always been running back you from, from Todd Gurley to all these guys. I mean, like all they do is they yeah. never have a quarterback. All they do is run the ball. I mean that it was that was that was SEC football though. So that's right. Georgia, Alabama. I mean, all of them. They just yeah, let's pound the rock. This this team is gonna be tough to beat, man. <laughs> it really, really is. I, I, if I if I was a betting man, I'm I would probably say that it's either them or the Chargers. If I had to guess, I I, I don't have a lot of faith right this second in the Chiefs, which is why again I feel like Russell Wilson could finish in last place, but. I mean, and it would only be, it would be so sweet because I feel like they do need to be knocked down a peg or two. I would love if Kansas City finished in last place. I'm not sure I would like anything more than them finishing in last place. Just so I can see, um, you know, Jackson Mahomes' sad face TikToks about (laughs) what he's going through. Yeah. Personal anguish. That's something we didn't even talk about. Like Jackson Mahomes, the TikTok douchebag. And then they added Juju to that roster. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't need this and I don't want it. Right. That is two things that should not have been put together. Juju's dancing on logos and then they're getting their asses kicked. And then, you know, they've got like a Sean Taylor memorial thing on the sidelines and he's like doing TikToks on top of it. I'm like, are, are you stupid? I like, I don't understand. Like, are you that dense or oblivious well, they, to your surroundings? They, they let me in there. They said it was fine. No, they didn't. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you were literally it's, surrounded by barricades. Like, yeah, right. It is it is roped off. <laughs> you went in there all by your lonesome. You did that. Idiot. God seriously. Sucks. Hey, you know, know, Mahomes' I'm, I'm, girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever the fuck she is, she sucks too. Agreed. The two of them. Like, the, the, like throwing throwing beer on fans and stuff like that. Uh, I just spraying like spraying champagne on, on fans. There you go. Yeah. On, on fans, go. like on fans of the other team. So it's not oh, like, oh, oh, we were celebrating. No, you weren't. You were dousing fans of the other team. Well, she she did the whole champagne thing. I want to say he dumped beer on, yes. a, on a Ravens fan because the Raven Tucker kicked that field goal or whatever like that. And they yeah. they want like early in the season or something yes, like that. Right. And, and then somebody was filming him and he spilled beer. like literally they just have a video of him dumping beer yeah. on Ravens fans. So he's just a stand up guy. Just really good all the way around. They're, they're both DJs from upcountry. It's fine. Uh, it's unbelievable. But and no, I, I, they have as good a chance as anybody, the Raiders do, to win that division. Oh, for sure. I think the only team that stands a chance is our the last team that we're talking about, and that's the Chargers. And I'll tell you what. I mean, you want to talk about an arms race? What What was this team's big? I mean, they they could they could throw hands with almost ever anybody. Offensively was not an issue. I don't know if they needed to add a single offensive player. It was just slowing down everybody else in their division defensively. Yes. And to add so, JC Jackson and Khalil Mack, uh, I mean, and Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson. So they bolstered the middle. They gave an, they gave Joey Bosa somebody to hang out with on the other side. So you can't just run away from where Bosa's lined up. And then you bolstered the middle of, of it too. So you can't just run between the tackles. They went, okay, we're good. They brought back Mike Williams. Nice, nice, solid receiver. Gave him a bunch of money. More more money than I thought he was going to get or was worth, but then so did several other receivers this offseason. Yeah, and so <laughs> so here so here you go. Departures. Justin Jones, who? Kyler Fackrell, who? Uchenna Nuasu, who? Kaiser White. Eh, okay, I kind of remember went, his name. Went to Philly. He was our, he had a good year last year. Philly and gave then, him some money. And then Squat, Scott Quisenberry, who went to the Texans and is now a Bill. So I mean not a whole lot to uh, complain about there. Justin Herbert, who imagine being the Chargers and you watch the Dolphins take Tua in front of Herbert, and then you're like, okay, I guess we'll give I guess we'll give Herbert a shot. And then a doctor punctures your starting quarterback's lungs, and then you find out just who you got, and you went, oh yeah, how awesome is that? Good for them. I think we're having some internet issues here. Same, same Z's. All right. So, uh, 
like looking through this, looking through this well, wide receiver room, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, both solid, and then Joshua Palmer uh, on the other side. I mean, Slater, first round, first round pick tackle last year. Well, and I think was at least a Pro Bowler, if not an All Pro, yes. as a rookie. Uh, they added Zion Johnson to the right side as a first round guard this year to bolster that line. Um, they brought over Gerald Everett from from Seattle and got Donald Parham Jr. Um, I think he San was Francisco. there last year. Yeah, he was. Oh, no, he wasn't? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, they got him from San Francisco in 20, so he's been there for... Oh, yeah, okay. I thought I remember him being there last year, right. But uh, then, you know, Austin Eckler, Isaiah Spiller, solid one-two punch. Again, a fourth-round running back that's going to be just fine. And another, another SEC guy. Go figure. Yeah, weird, right? Um, I mean, that offense is solid, top to bottom. I mean, if, if oh, they if they brought back the exact same guys that they brought back last year, they would have been fine, right? But adding that first round pick, adding Spiller, adding these like it's they, if they've only gotten better, right? Uh, and then like we talked about the this this defense, Joey Bosa, Austin Johnson, Seb- Sebastian Joseph Day, um, Kenneth Murray, Khalil Mack, Drew Tranquil. JC Jackson. Their their linebackers are, are yeah, I think easily the weakest part of their right. And like they're, so they're because Kenneth Murray wasn't great and he was also hurt last season, which is why Kazir White had the year he had. Right. And Drew Tranquil has never been able to prove that he's anything more than a, a rotational linebacker guy. And, the, and I guess they, we'll we'll see what's up. Well, and they brought over Troy Reader from the Rams. From LA. Yeah. Yep. So he had a nice you know, he had to pack his bags and walk 20 feet. Switch locker rooms, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, and then they got Nick Neiman uh, as the other other backup there. So I mean, th- but I mean, the, just the moves that they made to hang with the teams that they need to hang with. This is going to be scary. This is this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Just every every AFC West game is going to be must watch television. Dude, I mean, I, I I I don't care. I I want it to be on TV all the time. Yeah, this is going to be. I I have this vision for these just hard hitting to quote good old JR slobber knockers um, that used to see when like you had the Peyton Manning led Colts against the Steve McNair Titans, the Matt Schaub Texans that had like Andre Johnson and like they had a couple like solid running backs there for a while. And then you had the Aaron uh, Foster was, yes. there. was a bunch of guys. Yeah. And then you had the, uh, the Jaguars, who had like Maurice Jones, Drew, and Fred Taylor as a solid one-two punch, and those teams just beat the piss out of each other six times a year, and then usually one, two of them in the playoffs. Like two teams would make the playoffs, and they would just beat the piss out of each other in, in the first round because nobody could differentiate themselves to be a top team. And then whoever played them the next week was like, you know, the, whoever's playing them the next week is walking in with like a bruise and like a small like shiner, and the team they're walking in looks like Rocky after. Like the first fight with uh, Mr. T, he'd be like, yeah, "You no bell," and you're like, "Yeah, cool, man." Bell rang last week. You're fine. It's kind of <laughs> like the NFC East, except with good teams, because I feel like the NFC East. You need to pick who's trying to not lose. Right. And I know it sounds weird because, like, it just they haven't had back-to-back winners in that division in like 20 years. Somebody new wins the division every single year. Nobody has it on lockdown. Nobody does anything remotely good. Yeah. And somehow there were two, like there were, we could have seen two teams or we did see two teams. One of the two from that division make the playoffs last year with almost a losing record. Right. So like you have the, you have the least of the East and now in the AFC, you have the best of the West because and this, this could very easily be a division that your fourth seed makes the playoffs. Is that even possible? Yes. I, has it ever happened in the it history of the NFL? Uh, right. Okay. I was going to say. So, because we, we've only had the expanded wild card for a couple for years, a couple years, but it is possible for your four division winners to make it. And then the next three teams, like record wise, technically all, all come the same division. Right. So imagine, imagine like the Raiders are the, the one seed. They're three and three in the division. Everyone's three and three in the division, but everyone's also like within a game or two of each other. And the Dolphins hit, you know, hit a Schneid and the the North just beats the beats the piss out of each other. And nobody like one team comes out of there. 
you're easily looking at three teams in one or four teams in one division. We don't, we, I was picking the NFC West to be the team to be the division that did it last year. You know, it's interesting because other than the Browns, I mean, you can make that almost similar argument about the AFC North. Yes. That between Baltimore and Cincinnati, that if that, if that situation happens, one of either Baltimore or Cincinnati is not making the playoffs. Which again, I don't know. I, I, either you would go, well, obviously it's going to be the Bengals because they went to the Super Bowl last year. And I would say not necessarily. The Baltimore lost like both their starting running backs, both their starting corners, and Lamar. I don't know anybody who survives with with like if the Bills lost Allen, Moss, Singletary, White, and Elam, and then other small time injuries. But I don't know how anybody does any like. Right. We're not winning a ton of games short those guys using Case Keenum and 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 only Cook. I don't know right. how anybody would survive that. Yeah, it's they I mean they they were up against it last year and they found a way to almost you know pull through and I I'm I'm not overly sold on the Ravens offense. I'm sold on their defense. I think their defense is good, but I think like they know what it, they know what it is. We have to stop teams from scoring because if we don't have a lead, we struggle. And that being said, I mean, one injury, Lamar Jackson goes down and now their backup is rated as like one of, if not the top backup in the NFL. Huntley did really well yeah. <laughs> the pre now a preseason against backups, but I guess. Yeah. But I mean, uh, like him and Jimmy G are probably your top two rated backups in the, and, and Gardner Minshew has got to be up there too, being a former starter It's like your top tier backups, like guys that you're like, shit, our guy went down. We have to rely on someone else. Those are probably your best three situations. And I mean, it, that actually might help the Ravens because I think Huntley's a better passer than Lamar. I, but it it's it's so tough. I mean, I think Lamar's gotten a little bit better almost every year. So much of what he does is just him. Yes. Just his athletic just ad libbing in the moment, making each guy miss in a moment and just going nuts with it. But, that uh, it's I think they're gonna be good. It's yeah, I, I, and I think they're going to be good. I think they're. I, I hope he stays healthy. I don't. I don't know if he's going. That's to that's what it is. Yeah. And really, I I wouldn't want him as my quarterback simply because as tough as it is to game plan against that, it's hard to coach that. How do you have some semblance of an offense when most of your offense is your quarterback just ad libbing on any given play? It seems right. to work because he's that good at it. Yes, but I I don't know that from a like I don't think it would work with McDermott. I think Harbaugh does a great job with that but McDermott is all about you know structure and you know in the process and everything else there's no process with Lamar he just does whatever and does whatever really well but still just does whatever I I think the the main difference there is letting like Baltimore lets Lamar does do Lamar because Lamar is so damn good at it sure there are times that if he doesn't do that my phone rang (laughs) hello Somebody wants to talk about Lamar. Let's <laughs> let's take a call. That's never happened before. We I, we could totally set it up, but uh, we'd have to like plan it ahead. <laughs> anyway, so I mean, you, you let Lamar do that because ninety nine ninety percent of the time, if Lamar doesn't do what Lamar does, Lamar like or like the team wouldn't have success. Where like they actually had to like look at Josh and be like, knock it off. We need you to be alive. But, like, right. Pick pick your spots. Do it when you have to. Don't do it just to do it. If you could stop hurtling people so you don't get jacked up in midair, we'd all really appreciate it. Yeah, like, no just kidding. slide, man. It's fine. But uh, anyway, back to the West here. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what Justin Herbert does. I really am. Like, with a defense so, that can actually like stop people from what it seems, at least on paper. So I, I have, it's funny. So I have I have a chicken wing bet with our good friend Neil. Because he he says, yeah, he goes, I'm reading all these reports that, you know, Herbert and them, they're going to cook. They're going to let him throw. They're going to let him air it out. I'm like, I feel like they already did that. And he's like, well, no, they're going to let him do it more. I'm like, how much more can 5,000 yards and 38 touched? Like how much there's, I don't think there's any room left in the tank that he pretty much throws it all the damn time. They don't run the ball. That's why Eckler has 97 catches for however many yards. Right. Um, But I, I said, really, I said, I, I think he's going to, I don't want using the term regress. Is not, I don't. He, I don't feel like he's going to get worse. I just feel like that is really tough production to sustain. 
So I bet him that, and to our point, the slugfest that they're about to endure, I bet his, his, I thought his offensive stats were going to go down, that he was going to get statistically worse this year in passing yards and touchdowns. And Neil thought they were going to go up. So we bet chicken wings. That's a pricey bet, man. Chicken wings aren't cheap. <laughs> right, seriously. In my defense, when we did this, it was like, oh, like 20 bucks for like a double order. It was fine. Now it's like gold. It's a yeah, whole it's thing. Like $32 for a double Second order. Second mortgage on your house for 50 wings. Good Lord. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. Um. I mean, after going as like with the stats that he has, it's hard, it would be hard not to go backwards, right? That's That's what I'm saying. So nobody in the history of the NFL has passed for 5,000 yards two years in a row. Not Rodgers, not Brady, not Brady. No one's ever done it. And he's like, yeah, Herbert's going to do it this year. Some people have done it more than once, but I don't think they've ever done it back-to-back years. Where you go for 5,000 and then it's 4,900 or it's, five, you know what I mean, 5,200 and then it's 49. Like, I'm not saying he won't have 4,800 yards and 35 touchdowns, which would still make him probably first-team All-Pro. But I don't think... Yeah, no, I I don't disagree with you here. Let's see. Um, Breeze might be the only person I would have thought would have done it, but... So, Marino did it in 84. Breeze did it in 08. Breeze, Brady, and Stafford did it in 11. Breeze did it in 12. So, he did do it back-to-back years. Okay, so Drew Breeze is the only person in the 80 years of the NFL that's ever done this. And oh no, they had NFL 100, right? That's- and he he actually went back to back to back. So he did 11, 12, and 13. Uh, Manning joined him in 13. Breeze did it in 16. Then Roethlisberger and Mahomes in 18. Winston in 19. And then Brady and Herbert in 21. Right. So yeah, the so odds again, are definitely not in. Right. Not so in- I, I I thought nobody had ever done it. And I like when I said it, Breeze was the only person I could think of that was even remotely close to doing that. But also... I don't think Herbert's Drew Brees. I don't. Th- I don't even know who their head coach oh, head coach is, but he's not Sean Payton, who I think is an offensive guru. You know what I mean? I just think there's a lot of things that they have going for them, and to think that Herbert's going to repeat something that Brees, who some would argue is the greatest like quarterback of all time, and you know, Super Bowls and whatever, and Tom Brady, and it's a whole argument you could have, but his name certainly deserves to be in the conversation. Yeah. So Brady's done it twice. But it was ten years apart, right? Just fuck Brady. Um, Breeze <laughs> did it five times. Three of them were back to back to back, right? Right yeah. through his prime, right through his early thirties. There, like yeah. he was just rolling. Yeah. Um, and let's see, offensive player of the year, offensive player of the year. Yeah, just just disgusting. But that so, was yes, like, I, and then they had they've they, he had solid running backs too. They just didn't run the ball much. Yep. Come on, he had Reggie Bush. I said solid. <laughs> I'm down. Like, they they get Kamara and Ingram and Stice, so they they certainly ran the ball right. Yeah. So, but I uh, yeah. So I like I said, I just think he's gonna. We'll just say regress to the mean. Do you know what I mean? Like that. Just the law of averages says that he's not going to increase those stats that he only reached because of the 17 game schedule, anyways. That what makes it more impressive is that Breeze did all of that in a 16-game schedule, and he only did it in a 17-game. Like I said, I just think it's he'll come back down. Not so not bad. Are, I don't think he'll be terrible. I think he wins oh, the division no. and you're, is an All-Pro, but he's not, not. You're not going to like 3,500 and like a 2020 guy by any means. Like no, like I said, 4,800 yards and 35 touchdowns is an unbelievable season. I just don't think. In order to go up, he'd have to throw for more than 5,100 yards and break 40 touchdowns, which only a handful of guys in NFL history have done. Right. I don't think he's going to do that, despite how good he is. And I don't think he'll do that. I mean, the, so the things that he would have going for him, like one of the things that isn't going for him is obviously the division he's playing in is just a shit show. It's going to be right. a fucking slobber knocker. I'll, I'll use JR's frame or phrase again. It's going to be a knockdown, drag out brawl. Every time these teams get together, and but the thing they might have going for it is what he finished second in the division last year, third, third because the Chiefs were in first place. They lost right. to the Raiders, and they finished in third. So, like something that might help him is playing <clears throat> third place teams on the schedule. But I mean, 
third place teams, but doesn't mean anything. They were third place last year. Doesn't mean they didn't get better. So right. You know, te- technically, the Dolphins would be a third place team if they were to play them. I also think that them having a better defense will stop them from having to score so much. Correct. If their defense was just a pile of garbage and they were getting into shootouts with the Chiefs and everybody like, hey, listen, it's the Peyton Manning effect. If he doesn't throw five touchdowns, they're going to lose this game. I right. would, I would be on board. I would get it. I think their defense is actually going to slow people down. I mean, he doesn't have to throw every single play all the time. Right. And I don't think you draft Spiller to be like, you know what? I just don't think we're going to run the ball. I think, I, yeah, right? you know, I think they're going to do, they're going to try. They're going to run it a little bit. I agree. I, I mean, and it's like Eckler doesn't suck. So, but, um, so who do you, uh, you, you obviously have the Chargers taking the division. Who do you got in second place? It, it'd be very close. Uh, um, I think the Raiders have as good a shot as anybody, but I think the Chargers are have have more going for them. Right. Especially with all the free agent acquisitions. I, I think they're I think they're good. And then I honestly probably the Raiders and then the Chiefs in third. Okay. And then the Broncos rounding out the, the division. Right. And again, I like Russell Wilson. I think they're gonna do a lot of good there's like to your point, I think almost all of them could have winning records and somebody misses the playoffs. Like it's just gonna be a yeah, crazy division. Yeah, it's going to be wild. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I don't really know who I have taking this. I haven't overly thought about it yet, but um, I don't know, man. For, I, like the Raiders had a weird thing going on at the end of last year where they were starting to believe in themselves, and then they got—I mean, they got better on both sides of the ball somehow. Right? They ditched John Gruden, which apparently is better. I I think you might see the Raiders and the Chargers run it back for like that that week. 18 or week 17 or whatever game right right for for the division division. for the division and not the wild card yep but uh that'll so that'll be fun but um anything else for the goody order i don't think so that was good we rolled that out right on so uh Hats, Tats, Tats brought to you by Buffalo Freddy Enterprises. Check out their website www.buffalofreddy.com. Give them a call 7164 Freddy to book your uh party needs, tents, chairs, tables bounce houses blow up stuff you'll hear the whole commercial in five seconds so relax uh hats stats and stats part of the bacbp radio network www.bacbp-radio.com like follow share subscribe find us on social media hats stats and stats podcast on facebook at hts underscore pod on twitter and instagram like share tell your friends uh interact with us tell us we suck tell us our opinions are trash i don't really care it's fun i like making fun of people who think i don't know what i'm talking about because sometimes we do and uh stat man Thanks for joining me, buddy. <laughs> Appreciate it, buddy. Always a good morning seeing you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, all that being said, thanks for joining you guys. And as always, go Bills. The weather is changing and the sun is shining, which means summer party season is here. And Buffalo Freddy Party Rental has everything you need to get your party started. From tents, tables, and chairs to inflatable bounce houses, water slides, and obstacle courses, Buffalo Freddy has everything you need to take your summer shindig to the next level. Not sure what to serve at your event? Buffalo Freddy does barbecue catering as well. For more details or to make reservations, head over to buffalofreddy.com or give them a call at 716-437-3339. That's 716-4-FREDDY. Buffalo Freddy is a proud sponsor of this podcast.